play a little bit so you can get into it <laughs> oh my god listen when i was a kid listening to that it was uh it it was wild listening to it as a kid and let me tell you something here sitting at 60 it's still a wild song like it's still like i feel some kind of way about that song <laughs> i hope everybody is well uh had a good weekend uh but first let me uh uh, today is the anniversary of my beloved nephew's uh, passing. And uh, and I've been thinking about this all of October because, you know, for me, October is so loaded with all kinds of anniversaries and things and just good and bad equally. Uh, but this is one of the sad, sad things of October for me. Uh, October 23rd, my my nephew passed. Uh, two years ago. So he passed October 23rd, 2021. And it just feels like last year to me because I, I miss my boy. So here he is as a grown up. You know, he's about to get married and he had a, a child, I think two children. And uh, and uh, wh- wh- where we come from in our family, we called him Duda. We've been calling him Duda since he was born because his father, <laughs> his father gave him that name. Uh, nickname and it just stuck so you know anyway he's uh he's missed he's a missed child and uh and even though his his mother uh was so hateful to my family in the end just unbelievably hateful but you know she always was hateful but I never thought she'd be hateful for us because we did so much for her. Uh, but I mean, she, I always thought she was mentally unstable, you know? Um, uh, I always thought that about her. Uh, I always thought she just had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of issues. A lot. Um, so anyway, she was uh she was not nice to us in the end and and the funeral reflected that. And you know, it was unfortunate because I hurt my brother Mike so much because you know he loves his children so very much. And so her carrying on that way. But you know, my brother's one of these kind of people. Um uh he take he takes things in such stride. Do you know what I mean? Like it takes a lot, you know, he wears things close to his chest. So he doesn't uh he's like, all right. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it's going to be. All right. That's how he is. And he's always been like that. Uh, he's just always been that kind of kind of guy. Um, so, you know, that's why you got sisters who will, you know, 
take up the slack. And you know, I'm formidable. And I, I sometimes you have to remind people that you are formidable uh, because they they see they see the smile and this demeanor and they just think, I don't know what they think. <laughs> but I, let me tell people, I will kick your ass. That's it. <laughs> and listen, I'm not I'm not one of these people. I, I, I have no desire to be a TikTok star. I have no desire to uh to be out there fighting in the streets. But I know how to throw some hands. That's it. So I'm not suggesting that I, I'm gonna do that. I'm just saying, I just want people to know I'm formidable. <laughs> that people think that they can bark at me. And I'm just gonna smile and 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 shrink into the corners. I'm like, are you out of your damn minds? So anyway, so every now and then I gotta say, you know, formidable. <laughs> so my 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 brother is a kind soul. He's got more of my mother in him uh, than most of us, you know. My mother was, my mother didn't like conflict or any of that stuff. My brother doesn't like it. My my youngest brother, Michael, doesn't like conflict either. Now, that doesn't mean he's a pushover because he could kick your ass too. But he doesn't like conflict. Whereas the other three, the other two of us, my sister Lo and my brother Robert, will meet conflict with conflict. <laughs> And I think I think my brother Robert being the most the most dangerous of us. <laughs> Although I think I'm probably I'm probably the most dangerous because my sister is obviously, you know, when she gets popped, she gets hot, she explodes. My brother Robert is the same person too. Although he's mellowed in his life. So he doesn't, but if you but if you but if you bring it to him, he'll meet you. Do you know what I mean? If you bring it to him, he'll meet you. Uh, me, on the other hand, I'm a little more calculating than that. I can buy my time with people. Let me tell you something. Uh, I know how to buy my time. And I'm not a revenge-seeking person. You know, I'm, I'm not that. I can easily walk away from stuff. <laughs> because I know I, what I've seen in my life. People who, uh, people who do stupid stuff towards you, they have a pattern of that. And so you don't really have to do anything. You just let karma, like you let their karma handle them. I've seen it in my own life time and time and time again. You know, there are people out there who will try you. And and they're not just you. They try a whole bunch of people thinking that's how they're going to roll with people. And, uh, and you think you got to deal with them. But really, all you have to do is just take a seat and watch them catch it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I've seen it in my life time and time and time and time and time again. Whereas the universe has had my back with some folks that I didn't even have to do nothing to, but just take out a lawn chair and sit down and watch, watch the, the, watch it, watch the universe do its work because people who come at you wrong, they come at all kinds of people wrong and there's a pattern to them. So, so what, so, it's not about you per se. They think they could get away with this everywhere they go until they run up on the wrong one. And sometimes I'm not the wrong one. Sometimes 
I'm just before the wrong one. <laughs> so anyway, it's the uh thank you for the condolences, people. Uh Neva, thank you. So yeah, so I miss my nephew. I, I had my nephew all the time. He was my first baby. I had him all the time. I stopped smoking cigarettes because of him. Because when I found out when you smoke cigarettes, even when you put the cigarette out, the, the chemicals from the cigarettes are still in you and on your clothes. And so when you hold a baby, you put all that on the baby. And I loved that baby so much. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I quit. I quit cold turkey. <laughs> I just put them cigarettes down. I was like, now I had tried to quit before and, and it didn't stick. But I had a reason now. So when my nephew showed up and I found out about secondhand smoke and all the toxins on you that could get on that that gets on the baby, I was like, oh hell no. I don't want nothing to get in the way of this child's development or growth or whatever. And so I stopped smoking. I had that child almost every weekend. You know, I loved that boy. I lo I loved him so much. Like I I I just loved him. And uh he was such a joy and a delight. So, uh, so I had him. And, uh, and so I miss him. I miss seeing his face around town and hearing somebody call Auntie Babs and turn around and see that cute face smiling at me. I love that boy more, more than my own life. I love that boy. So, you know, although I'm sad, it's not going to hang the day. Do you know what I mean? Because I think, I I think I can, I, I'm not at peace with it, but I'm at peace with it. Like missing someone, it's okay to miss them. You can miss them a great deal, you know, and to think about them. Uh, will I go to the cemetery? I, I don't, I don't know if I'll go to the cemetery. Maybe not today, maybe another day. I don't even go to my mother's gravesite because my mother used to say, uh, I'm not there, but my brother goes uh, all the time at, you know, at her birthday, at the anniversary of her death. And, you know, him and his wife, they decorate the grave. Now, when I, when my first mother was first buried uh, out there, I put in um, tulips and uh, I I just put bulbs in every, every, you know, in the fall and then they would come up in the spring. And then I guess they changed, um, grounds people and and they just kept cutting them down like the first couple of years uh the people would tend to them and cut around them and tend to them and so the tulips would bloom and uh um um uh, all what other bulbs i'd put out there and then i guess they changed groundsmen and they started just mowing over stuff you know because people humans uh, so, but my brother, my brother goes out to my mother's, my mother's death anniversary is coming up too on the, the 30th, a day before my late brother's, uh, birthday. So yeah, that's what I mean. October is very loaded for me. Very, very loaded. Loaded. <laughs> it's like my new year's you know. So anyway, uh, that's that. Happy birthday. Uh, Happy birthday to my dear friend, uh, Rasan. So it's Rasan uh, Akbar's birthday. 
Happy birthday. Now, I know damn well he's not listening to me. He is probably at the gym because we are all on the same app for workouts. And, you know, I, I they've not seen me get on my app in a year. <laughs> and then when I get on it, they all, hey, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm committed. I'm committed. And then, and then they don't see me for another year. But I get his updates all the time. <laughs> So I know his I know his workout movements. <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna send him a text in a little bit. Happy birthday, Rasan. Happy birthday. Uh, his his wife is my sorority sister, Dr. Misa Akbar. So uh I'm going to uh I'm going to uh I'm going to uh wish him happy birthday later. So yeah, I'm not here tomorrow. Because uh, I've got a, a commitment at 9.30 to uh, 11. And uh, so I'm going to be doing that. So Harry, tomorrow will play the best of something. <laughs> so so let me tell you let me tell you about the weekend. You know, the weekend starts on Thursday, people. <laughs> so uh, so Thursday, I was at Hill House High School. Me and um, Senator Gary Winfield and Alder Jeanette Morrison and um, brother state cop leader guy. I can't think of his name. And, I, and uh, if Gary is listening, tell me who he is, Gary. <laughs> Senator Winfield, help me. <laughs> now I got to go look at the, I think somebody might have wrote an article. Well, I know it was on News Channel Week, but I don't know if anybody was in the building from the New Haven Independent. I don't know. I don't see it up on the New Haven Independent site. So I dare say maybe nobody was in the building. Or maybe they were and I just missed it. Or somebody saw it. Or maybe the arts paper. Somewhere, it's somewhere. I know it's somewhere. Anyway, so that was Thursday. Uh, Friday, uh, got my nails done. Yes. So it's orange because, of course, the season. But instead of pumpkins, which I don't want no damn pumpkins. Stars! So I have stars on my nails. Gold stars, shimmery stars, beautiful. So I go to Sammy. So I got my nails done. And we probably did something Friday night. I don't remember. Ife, is, if she's listening, she'll fill in all the blanks. <laughs> uh, Saturday, I went up to Yukon for the Yukon Law Open House with Wendy Clark who is a partner in the firm at Stanford. And Wendy was my mother on Saturday. She walked me to my, she walked around the tour. <laughs> she took pictures. <laughs> she talked to the, uh, she talked to the team on my behalf. <laughs> she was so cute. I loved every minute of it with her. You know, we took a tour of the campus and she uh she took a she walked with me and, and and you know she whispered to me all the all the things about the school and I was just it was wonderful having her. Uh and it was great being up at UConn, you know. Uh and it made me it made pay me no mind that I was like the oldest person trying to apply to law school. And it didn't pay me no mind. Actually, I felt like because there were parents there with their kids. You know, these kids look, <laughs> I'm looking at these babies and I'm thinking, Lord have mercy, these, these babies is young. 
So I saw my uh, my cohort, my Yale to Access to Law School cohort, um, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Pettiford uh, Anton. So he was there. Uh, he was there with his mother and his brother. So, uh, and he's applied to like 14, 18 schools or something. I was like, oh, I got a tight seven. I got a tight seven schools. I might add one more before it's all said and done. But my goal is I, I need to stay local. But anyway, we were at UConn. It was a wonderful day. It was a rainy, 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 rainy day. And then afterwards, she took me to Ion. She said, what do you want to go have? I said, let's get out of Hartford. And uh, we went to Ion uh, restaurant in, in um, Middletown up by Wesleyan, you know, Wesleyan country. And, you know, Ion is a vegan restaurant, but it's so fun and fabulous. It's a great space. And and the food, even if you're not vegan, even if you if you if you've never had a vegan meal, this place will win you over. Just just on presentation and presence alone, it will win you. But the food was amazing, and that cornbread, baby, that they make, whoo, God, Lord have mercy, whoo, makes me wanna slap my mama. <laughs> They make some hell-defined cornbread up in that piece. And they make their own honey butter, vegan butter. Cha! Go up there and say, Bab said I just had a cornbread. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Go. And even what, even if your meal, because there's, there's one meal that comes with the cornbread, and it's the, uh, the soul food plate, which I, I'm not feeling a soul food plate for soul food because it goes a little bit... Uh, uh, hey, hey, Iris Ortiz, shout out to you. <laughs> you doggone right. I got you. I got you. So, um, uh, so anyway, Middletown, Ion Restaurant, eat there. It was great. And then we, we came back home. I went to uh, Bark and Vine on uh, downtown of Knife Square. And uh, that's a great place for plants. So I went in there because I, I was on my way to Hope Chavez's house to visit with her and her partner because uh, I'd never been to her house and we was going to hang out a little bit, talk. And uh, we did. But I, I went to I went there and I, I didn't want to bring wine because she already had wine. I mean, you never can have too much wine. But, you know, I was like, I wanted to do something a little different. So I went and got a plant. And they repotted. I bought a pot and a plant. And they repotted it into the pot. And it was great. So I took it and they wanted a plant. So I told them, I found out when you go to Bark and Vine, they have a station set up. So if you bring your plants in there, they'll repot them for you. I was like, oh, I got two that are hanging by a thread. No, they're thriving. But it's time for them to get a new pots. It's time. So I'm going to take them down there and uh, get them repotted, buy some new pots. And then I might buy myself another plant. You know, I, I, I had two English ivies back to back and I killed them. I don't know how I killed them. I do not know how they died. Now, I figured it'd be kind of cheeky to have an ivy plant because my last name is Ivy and it would be kind of fun. Nope, they died. One, two, three. So I was like, all right. So so that that was uh that was my Saturday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Ife reminded me. So we met up with our girlfriend Saturday night. We met up with our girlfriend, um, Sarah Lulu, was in town with her new boo. And she wanted us to meet him because his daughter is a uh, Yale student. 
uh, and she, I, she's an ROTC at Yale. So, you know, she's got to be pretty badass. So anyway, we met him. We like him. He was, but listen, we tell, you know, this is what we tell everybody. Oh, that was Friday night. That was Friday night. You know how we do. We with our friends, our friends, our girlfriends, they tell us about they, we meet their booze. We tell them booze. Let me tell you something. When she says done, we done with you. <laughs> you got to have friends like that. Because make no mistake, if she fall out with him, we fall out with him. <laughs> That's how we move. I don't care how much we like him. I don't care what he, whatever. Listen, bruh, when she done, we done. And we. I said it very clearly. I said, let me tell you something. When she says over, it's over. Do you understand? I was like, we like you now. We, as long as she like you, we love you. <laughs> When she done, we done. That's how it's going to go. So I just wanted to be clear with him up front. He was lovely, though. He was a lovely, lovely man. He lives out there in Colorado, some damn where, building houses for a living. So, so yeah. So we were in there drinking. Uh, we went We went there because uh, Nick, Nick, Nick De Maria, Nick De Maria's um, the Jazz Underground, you know, the jazz underground is a collective. So different different folks play. So they were playing at three sheets. We were at three sheets over there on um whatever the damn street is. <laughs> Elm. We were down there on Elm, down in Elm and uh Howe. So it was fun. It was good. It was packed, you know. Uh the weather was nice. And they were swinging. And uh Ryan Sands was sitting in. He was he was uh rocking out with them. So that was that was pretty damn good. So that was Friday. And Saturday we went to Yukon. And then uh yesterday, Sunday, uh, we were over at uh we went over to um Possible Futures. Oh, but we went to church. We went to Center Church on the Green because they had uh poetry as sermon. And uh and they had the Elm City Poet Laureate. And uh um Sun Queen and uh Jay Sun. And they all did about three or four poems apiece uh in the church, a center church. It was wonderful. It really was. I, I actually like that kind of that's a good use of church time, I think. <laughs> and you know, Center Church is a UCC. I'm a UCC, so it was nice to be back in the UCC space. You know, but that's not my church. You know, it's not going to be my church. But it was nice to be in church. So that's what we did Sunday. And then uh, I bought a wine fridge from my niece, Raven. Raven is, uh, you know, she's out in Oregon. So, you know, she's she's uh, getting rid of stuff here. Because, you know, you put, when you when you make a move, you just put everything in storage. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll come back for it. And then when you come back, you're like, I want none of this damn stuff. <laughs> so anyway, so I bought her wine fridge just sitting, sitting in my car. Because I didn't feel like lugging it out the car last night. But I'll go get it today. You know, a little six bottle wine fridge because you know I'm a wine drinker and uh and even though I have a big ass refrigerator ain't a damn thing in it but wine I need a wine fridge <laughs> of course of course I need a wine fridge so anyway I bought it so uh uh so Sunday we went to possible futures and they had a they had a semi-private reception because you know they got that big giant ass mural uh of Ruth Wilson Gilmore uh, on the side of the building. Beautiful. It's so pretty. I love it. So anyway, she was there and her family was there and lots of people came. It was a really nice day. Uh, cause, 
Let me tell you something. So Ife and I, we weren't going to go to it. I don't know why we weren't going to go to it, but we were like, uh, you know, that's a possible future thing, which we are possible future too. So I don't know why we didn't go, but we we wasn't going to, we really wasn't going to go. Um, Cause we were like semi-private, maybe they have a whole thing, but we, we are possible future family, but we started out at uh, going over to Bloom. <laughs> But there was an event at Bloom that we knew we wasn't going to stay for. So we we walk up the walkway to Bloom because we hadn't been to Bloom in forever. Just today, Sunday would be a nice day. Go to Bloom, hang out. So we went up there and somebody, Pat, met us at the door. And she's like, oh, you here for the event? We were like, what event? And Ife honed in. She was like, <laughs> let me tell you something. Ife was like a prosecuting attorney. <laughs> what event? What is good? And Pat would never say because Pat didn't really know. <laughs> Ife owned it. She's like, who was hosting the event? <laughs> Whenever she said who it was, we we're like, uh, we just walked backwards, turned on our heels, and hauled ass. <laughs> we're like, uh uh, uh uh, uh uh. And, 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 we we go down the street to uh to uh, possible future. We get a text from Alicia. I saw y'all. Where'd y'all go? And then we had to explain to her why we ran. She just was tickled. So that's all I'm gonna say about it. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, so we, we were going to Bloom because Ife needed to work. And it's a cool place. Bloom is a cool place to sit down and work. Because they got Wi-Fi. You can sit down and be comfy. You got the cafe, so you get yourself some coffee or tea or whatever the hell you want. And you just sit and chill. You can sit outside. You can sit inside, you know. And we knew that possible that our possible future was having an event. So, But we went in. But we, we ended up at possible future. And it was, it was the best time. It was lovely to meet uh, Ruth Wilson Gilmore. I bought her book. Ta-da! Can you see it? You know, it's uh, Abolition Geography. Although I would not have chosen this this cover, but that's all right. It's not my book because uh, I think it makes it just a little hard to read. But maybe that's the point. Um, but I, I I like it. So anyway, uh, Abolition Geography essay lesson a- essays towards liberation by ruth wilson gilmore and you know her father um is a was a uh courtland courtland wilson uh and uh the public library in the hills named for him so she wrote to babs freedom is a place and then she made a heart i mean she had time to like design on this thing and then she signed it and she goes new, new haven october you know 22 october 2023 like I, so she won me over with that because few most most writers they just sign their damn name. Some like if you know like if you know authors, some of them will sign to you, but others will just sign their name and you just have a signed copy of their book. And some will personalize, and she went above and beyond personalizing. So I'm gonna have her on the show. I'm gonna call her husband, and I'll schedule some time for her to come on because um. She talks about the carceral system, and uh, and uh, and I'm very interested in people who talk about the prison industrial complex system, you know, because I don't think we haven't we don't get enough shine on that. 
so I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing her 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 go on about that and talk about that. So I'm gonna have her on and uh and we're gonna talk. So that is that is the rundown, baby. That is the rundown, that is the rundown. So I'm not here tomorrow, but I tell you, uh, I've got some guests coming up, which I'm very excited about. I tell you, I'm still thinking about the uh the medical uh um uh, legal partnerships that are happening at Yale, uh, Yale Law School and the Yale Hospital. Uh, when I had uh, Dr. Silver on and uh, Amy Rock uh, uh, talking about the the breast cancer and 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 all of that, like I that I was quite moved by that because you know as I said in the conversation, we only think about breast cancer as the symptoms and treatment. But we don't talk about how people get in peril about where they live, you know, up against it with housing, um, trying to take enough time off to get through these treatments and stuff. And these, you know, places of employment, giving them a hard time. And so you need legal uh, disruption. You need legal in involvement, you know. So anyway, uh, and then uh, and then Thursday, uh, Tuesday, I am a. Uh, on the stage for democracy uh fun debate. Lord black Jesus, give me strength. <laughs> so I guess it's, I don't know, three white people. Um, sitting mayor, the wannabe mayor, and the other one who will never be mayor. <laughs> Rotate them, just whatever. Whoever fill in the blanks to the best of your ability, whatever. So I'm doing that uh tomorrow. I won't be on air tomorrow, but I'll be at the Democracy Fund tomorrow. And then Wednesday, uh, I don't have a guest, but I might have a guest by the time I get off air, people get back to me. So, uh, so yeah, so this looks like a, and then I'm not here on Friday because I'm going to be at the uh, uh, Gateway Community College at the Melton McAvey Center for uh, Equity and Social Justice. So, but uh, Ruby Melton is sick, so they they got COVID at their house, so she's under quarantine, so she's not even gonna make it to the <laughs> to the swearing up of her of her center. <laughs> and it'll be enough people repping her, you know. Listen, these are the times; these are the times, and uh, these are the times. So, uh, well, we'll do the best that we can. So, oh, and this weekend was open studios. I didn't get to any open studios. I, I just didn't get to any. So, but I know people who went and they said people had a good time. You know, it was open studios. There were uh, uh, stuff going on. There was an art walk in Hamden uh, this weekend. Uh, I saw pictures of that on Facebook. Uh, high five Hamden. Hamden is really starting to become a little place where people seriously think about art. I appreciate that. High five, uh, uh, Sora Karima Minkins, who just... Just putting Hamden on the map for an arts destination. I appreciate that. I appreciate that greatly. So, so yeah, so that's what we got cooking this week. Uh, I'm working, I'm diligently working on my my um law school applications. Whew, this is a you need a you you this is a job. <laughs> this is this is a lot of this is a lot of work doing this stuff. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. It's a lot, a lot of work. Uh, but you know what? I don't, I don't hate it. 
I signed up for it. So I'm I'm uh I'm excited to be in the running. So we'll see what happens. You know, uh we just got word last week that uh um the LSATs are doing away with the logic games, you know, for 2024. So I'm I'm sure they're gonna replace it with something, you know, because you know, a hustle is a hustle. Um, you know. And uh, a hustle is a hustle. So they're not going to get rid of, because they're they going to milk that LSAT hustle for as long as they can. Uh, but they're getting away, giving away, getting rid of logic games, which I, I would like to have been in the room to hear why that, why that was happening. Like what, what was the, you know, what was the, uh, the rationale for that? You know, like what were, what were people thinking about? when they said, let's do away with this. And I wonder if they're gonna replace it with more um, uh, comprehension stuff. I don't know. I know one thing, I'm not taking it again. And I'm not happy with my LSAT scores, but I'm not, I mean, listen, they're, they are what they are, shoot. I mean, I can't, I can't lose any sleep over that. You know, particularly, yeah, no. And I, you know, and there's this whole thought about, well, take it again. I think I took it twice. I'm not taking that a third time. You know, if if you're just gonna base on my LSAT, then then that's just what it's gonna be. You know, I, there's nothing else I could do about that. There's nothing else I want to do about it. I'm just gonna do my level best. That's all. I'm gonna do my my level best, and uh, hope for the best. Let's see what happens. Anyway, I, so hopefully somebody will take me into their law school next year. That's my plan, my hope, my goal, my wish. So we'll see. So far, so good. I got uh, my my third letter of recommendation is in. I'm very pleased. People have been so kind and generous. So kind and generous. And my voice has not come back to itself yet. I'm waiting. It will, though. This is taking a little longer. You know, yes, I'm wearing my my pretty Africa earrings that I got at Lit Fest. No, I got these at uh uh Six Dimension at Next Haven. I just I love. First of all, if you know anything about me, I love a dangly earring. Second of all, I love tassels. Like I have a thing for tassels. Like you know, like tassels. I love love tassels on the ears, on the curtains, anywhere. I like tassels. And when Long Wharf Theater was having their uh, sale, you know, when they were getting out of the space on Long Wharf at uh, Sergeant Drive, I bought a bag full of tassels. <laughs> I remember Kit, Kit Ingrid saying, I wonder what you're going to do with those. I was like, girl, me too. I just like tassels. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with them either. I'm going to do something. You'll see them hanging around. They'll just be hanging around. I'll hang them off stuff, doorknobs. Curtain rods, you know, just hang them. I like tassels. They do not. They do not do anything purely for decorative purposes. So anyway, that's where we are, good people. So we're back in the week. It is Monday yet again. Another Monday in the Elm. Uh, the weather looks pretty damn good. It's about I don't know, fifty degrees outside, so it's a little chilly, but it's sunny. So it'll be sunny uh, 
it'll be sunny for the day, I imagine. Yeah, it's going to be a sunny day. And uh, I think it's going to be sunny tomorrow. Wednesday, looks like clouds. Thursday, sunny. Friday, cloudy, sunny. Saturday, oh, for the first time in like 100 years, it's not rainy. <laughs> but don't hold your breath. Don't count. Just see what happens because God knows uh, the rains could come. So let's see what else is going on. That's it. That is it. That is it. So we'll see what happens. So far, my weekend looks, the weekend coming looks pretty clear. Now, I might be missing something on some calendar or something or other. But it looks, it looks pretty clear. So we'll see what happens. You know, maybe I'll have some devoted time to something else. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, I'll give LeBron for Hartford a shout out. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, what else is going on? Uh, let me check out the New Haven Independent. And then let me pull up the New Haven and the Inner City News. Because I don't know. Uh, there's a... Okay, what is wrong? Oh, it's wrong, wrong. You know, when you have two computers in front of you and two uh two very different keyboards, and you forget that. Uh and you're like, what's happening? And they're like, oh duh, wrong keyboard. So let me see what's going on over there. And then and I'll I'll pull up everything and then I'll just see what's happening. Oh, the the latest edition of the inner city is out. And uh it's a nice article. I, Linda uh, Linda Mickens is on the cover. Nice. <laughs> nice. And Amplify the Arts uh, article, which is nice. It's just nice to see that. Uh, uh, Andrew Jackson Brooks piece is in. Uh uh, oh, we're talking about uh, Lamont nominates Judge Dawn Westbrook to the appellate court. And uh, and then that piece on uh, Linda Mickens, which is really, really nice. So, oh, DCF is always in the news. Uh, and then there's, you know, more art stuff, more, more things. Uh, you know, so looks good. You know, I see a few typos in the in the inner city. There's nothing I could do now. I can't go back and unprint the paper. And uh, okay, you know, sometimes my boss puts things in the paper that I would not put. <laughs> I don't know if I like that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, sometimes he sees things that he he thinks is important. I'm like, all right. Don't make a habit of it, though. <laughs> I was like, I see it, but I don't know if I... Uh, I might have put that in here myself. I might have. I, I don't think I put the De Niro thing in there. Because whatever. 
Robert De Niro's hatred of Trump is not news. <laughs> it is it is not news. It is not. Uh, but it looks good. And people are getting ready for Halloween. I don't care much for Halloween. So I probably will not. It's it's really unlikely that I'll be at anybody's holiday party, Halloween party. I'm, I I just won't be at a Halloween party. I, I just don't like Halloween. Not because I'm some resolute Christian or anything. I just don't I just don't care for it. <laughs> I I'm, listen, it's scary enough being a black woman in America. I, I don't know what's scarier than that. Maybe being a black man in America uh, or a black child in America. Uh, I, I don't want to dress up and be afraid of, or I, I just don't see the, if I'm a dress up, I'm a dress up as rich. That's it. You know, that's the only thing I could think about. I, I, I don't see, I, there's nothing that strikes my fancy. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing. So, so we'll see. I mean, you know, that's just what it is. <laughs> That's just what it is. So I don't see the um, I don't see the share button on this. Huh. That's a little strange. Because normally I could I could share this all over the place. It's not letting me. I'll figure it out. Uh, I shall figure it out. No, I don't want all that. Oh, that's pretty good though. Nope, not that. So that's the, the we're, listen, we're starting off with the bang. It's Monday. Everybody's up. Um, I tell you, I had a really enjoyable conversation with uh, Cynthia McCraven. She's a very beautiful looking woman. She's a very, Paul McCraven's wife. She's a doctor, OBGYN, Dr. Uh, Cynthia McCraven. It was lovely to talk to her. You know, I always see her in passing. Like I saw her in the vineyard. I saw her, I see her around. She listens periodically. But it was lovely to just have a little time to chat with her, you know. She's such a good-looking woman, you know. Good-looking woman. Um, so, so yeah, so you'll be hearing more from her. So I'm going to get her on the show. <laughs> uh, get her up here. She could chop it up with me a little bit. <laughs> so, but she's, 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 a, she's a very pretty woman. You know, I don't want to say pretty, like, yeah, she's a, she is a beautifully-looking woman. You know, she wears some of the nicest nicest things I always see is she always looks well appointed do you know what I mean like I, I just notice that about people when they're well appointed like you can tell people who care something about what they wear by how they show up in spaces do you know what I mean like you can tell people who don't care and they just show up raggedy <laughs> no shade to people who just don't care you know uh, I care how I show up in the world you know I just do because I like clothes I've always had like clothes you know I, I you know I like and I, I like a lot of fancy clothes you know, so, so I'm not a, so I'm one of those kinds of people, you know, when people are like, oh, why are you always so dressed up? Like, why aren't you? Like, why aren't you dressed up? You know, I, I don't wear things that are not comfortable. So, you know, I don't, I don't wear things that are not comfortable. I'm too old to be wearing stuff that's not comfortable. I can't, who the hell wears things that are not, I don't wear shoes. And I, I remember when I was a young woman, oh my God, I would stick my feet in a pair of stilettos pointy pie stilettos and they would kill your feet and you didn't even care <laughs> but you was cute so i'm those days are behind me you know and and way behind me way way behind me so so now i'm just like you know 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, you can buy sparkly shoes that are on the ground. You know what I mean? Like you can buy fancy shoes that are, I have lots of, I have lots of uh, sparkly shoes. I have a lot of velvet slippers. I have a lot of mules. Uh, I have lots of high heels too, but I don't wear those anymore. And, uh, you know, my daughters will take them off my hands. You know what I mean? Like they're in that age where like they need a high heel. They'll come over here and steal one. Like, all right, whatever. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I those days are behind me, but I, I do, I do, I do care about how I look. You know, I, I don't understand people who don't care how they look. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't have a judgment about it. I'm just, I don't get it. I, I just feel like I, I remember hearing this a long time ago from fabulous elderly people who said, well, the world is your stage. So you should step out as if you're stepping out on the stage. And I thought, you know what? You damn right. So, uh, and I don't mean like I'm full on. I don't even want to say that because it sounds like I'm trying to apologize for for liking fancy ish. But I I like to dress up. I like to be well pulled together when I hit the streets. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't like just showing up any old kind of way. So that's just how I am, and uh, that's how I'm gonna be. I'm not, you know. People are like, oh, don't you ever feel like? Don't I ever feel like what? <laughs> I feel like what? What? <laughs> I have I have nothing but casual clothes, you know. But I I'm not gonna just wear raggedy stuff or not pull together stuff or, you know. I I don't I don't roll like that. I like nice shoes and lots of them and shirts, lots of them. You know, I just gotten back to wearing jeans again because I didn't wear jeans for a long time. Not because whatever, I just didn't enjoy them. But now I found a couple of pairs that I like that feel good on me. So I'm like, all right, I like these, you know, that's it. You know, so I, I like to be pulled together. I don't like, I don't like showing up, showing up any kind of way. And, and that, and people, people notice that you dress nice and then they, they try to like come at you about it. Because what they're doing is, what they're saying to you is, I didn't make the effort, and you could see that I didn't make the effort. So let me let me deflect my lack of effort and talk about your effort. <laughs> do you see what I'm going with this? You see people do this all the time. Pay attention when you show up somewhere nice and somebody else doesn't, and what they say. What they're saying is, you made the effort. I didn't make the effort. You see that I didn't make the effort. So therefore, I'm going to focus on your effort to deflect away from my lack of effort. Yeah. <laughs> All the time, people will say that. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, the, you know. And then they say it with a hint of, you have so many clothes. Gosh. And then there are people who genuinely love what you wear and are excited to see what you wear and excited to see what you show up in. That there are those people who genuinely are like, oh, I like that. Oh, I love that. And this is what, and this is the other thing that I cannot stand with people. Where did you, where do you shop? Where do I shop? <laughs> All around the world. I do a lot of online shopping. I do a lot, you know. And, uh, and, you know, people are taken aback about that. You know, I know, I say, I, I know, I know my body. I know my size. 
I don't have a problem with going up or down based on a cut of something. I'm not wedded to a size. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I only wear this size. Nope. Nope. I see the cut of that. That's going to require me to go up a size. Just like shoes. Now, I could wear a size nine. I buy a 10. I'm somewhere between a nine and nine and a half. Because some shoes are cut to the point where you need a 10. It's fine. I don't care. I wear a 10. Some shoes, like particularly loafers, I need like a nine, nine and a half. Because if I put on a big sock, I need a nine and a half. Not a 10, because a 10 and a loafer will just flip-flop off my foot. See what I'm saying? I know myself. So when you know yourself and you dress yourself, you know what things work. I know what I wear, what I won't wear. I And I'm not one of these people. I, I, I love people who wear what they want to wear, no matter their shape. Wear whatever you want. Wear what makes you happy. I know what makes me happy. I know how I like to look. I know how I like to look. And so I, I move in that direction. Yes, but I get people like, oh, my God. Yeah, every time I see you, I was like, stop it. Stop saying that to people because all you're doing is talking about your own insecurities about how you showed up. <laughs> you're not really thinking about me. You just feeling some kind of way because you showed up the way you showed up and I didn't show up the way you showed up. I showed up in the my best possible way. And that makes people feel insecure. So they get all, oh my God, oh, I uh, I just put this, uh, like stop, expl- I don't, stop explaining to me your lack of sartorial game. I don't need it. You don't need it. You want to do something different? Put on something different. Show up to stuff. Overdress if you think it's over, throw on something sparkly, whatever. Do it. You know, don't slip around. Change your attitude. Get with it. Have some fun. Clothes should be fun and a little daring. Go ahead. People are like, oh, you know, throw a lipstick on. I don't, I only wear makeup when I, when I'm going to galas and stuff. Now I don't put on a full face of makeup. I let winter do it. And then there we are. So I'm all, thanks, John. I'm always Thanks, John. I try to be fly, girl. I'm old. I like to. I want to be one of these old ladies that's always sharp. You know, hand gloves, handbag. I want to be the. I want to be that kind of old lady, right? I want to be old lady with a nice coat. You know, brooches, the whole thing. You know, I like it. So I'm just saying, have some fun. That's one of the best mood lifters to play around with fashion. It's one of the best things that'll pull you out of the doldrums. You know, if you allow yourself to do it. Have some fun. There are no fashion police, contrary to what people think. Nobody's going to run up on you and be like, take that off. <laughs> no, people aren't going to dig it or they not dig it. Find your own style. So I'm going to take a break. I'll be back at 10, 15. Uh, Harry's going to play some music. He's been rocking out lately. Harry as a DJ is pretty damn good. So I'll be back at 10, 15. Y'all come back, hang out, get you some coffee. I'll be back. That's really beautiful. I kind of dig you too, you know that, we, we're friends, and I'm in a situation, I, I'm in a relationship, and you know what that means. Well, whatever I gotta do, I'll do it for you. 
second hour of love Abs, love talk that was rick james and tina marie how do you be playing some music <laughs> Woo, that was kind of nice i was sitting here just jamming right along with it how's everybody doing welcome back it's monday in the elm nice day bright i've got some things to do today i got a lot going on today today i got something going on at the keep center i'm gonna go hang out over there um today at about noon i think and then uh see liberty bank uh is taking a site visit over at the arts council today at three so i'm gonna pop by there see what's happening and uh should be all good (laughs) should be should be all good so i'm looking forward to uh and uh and then I'll come back home and work on some stuff that I need to work on and uh, get some stuff back to people that I owe, uh, that I owe them. Uh, and then that's my day. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I don't have anything else going on, you know, and high five to the, uh, to the New Haven Docs Film Festival. It, it was such a compelling bunch of films this year. I mean, people have really, uh, said they've been impressed with the level of films that were part of uh, this year's uh, lineup. And I must say, I saw more films this time than I, I've ever seen. Uh, and they were such good films. So, you know, um, just interesting stuff. So so it was a good time. So high five, um, Gorman and uh, and team. That was a good, good bunch of, uh, good bunch of films. So, I was impressed. I was hella impressed. So anyway, that's that's the way of the world. Uh, and I, I didn't get over to uh, see the Max Roach film last night uh, because once we left 
um, possible futures. We were just done. I was tired. So I was like, oh, I can't do another thing. <laughs> I'm just not doing another thing, which is fine, but I just couldn't do it. So so uh, I will catch up with Gorman and say, how'd it go? And, you know, when do we start planning for next year? That kind of stuff. Let's see what's happening. Because I had a good time. A really good time. It's a good bunch of films. I got to talk about two of them, so that was really, really nice. So, uh, and and met two, and 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 got to be friends with one of the filmmakers. So, uh, get back in touch with them, and, you know, hang out a little bit. So, so yeah, Monday in the Elm. Got some reading to do. I have still, I've, st I've not started Black Cake. I'm going to start Black Cake today, because uh, I want to get ahead of it before. Uh, before the uh the series comes out you know because it just looks so interesting and intriguing so i'm gonna i'm gonna restart reading that joke it's not a heavy book so i should be able to knock it out in no time you know it's not it's not a thick book so so i should be able to you know i i, I should be able to finish it in two weeks seriously if i read it every day and that's the goal to read it every day um and i gotta figure out uh Oh, excuse me. I can feel it. You know what it is? I'm yawning because a little bit of a chill is in the air. I've not turned my heat on. Has anybody turned their heat on? I've not turned my heat on. Now, I have a space heater in my room. Margo has a space heater in her room. But I've not turned on the overall heat. It's a little too early. I'm trying to hold out to like that first week of November. We'll see what happens, you know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hold out to that first week of November. <laughs> that's the that's the plan. <laughs> How long can I go before I turn on the heat? Because once you turn on the heat, you don't turn it off until spring, you know. So I was trying to not turn it on just yet, you know. So trying to keep it low, 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 low. <laughs> I know I'm not cheap. I just I just don't want all my paycheck to go toward heating, right? So so we'll 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 make it work. We'll figure it out. But still, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, and it's been chilly. Let me tell you something. Um, you know, these old houses get chilly. Well, I can wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. So we'll see what happens. See if I can get it in. Oh, that's the way of the world. So anyway, let me see what else is going on in the world. Let me see what else I can get into. Uh, I'm not here tomorrow, but I'll be at the debate. So, you know, I don't know if the him and Penn is going to live stream it or not. Perhaps they will. You know, perhaps they will uh, live stream it. And, uh, you know, People at home could watch if they're not interested in coming downtown to the Cuber. You know, I need to get down there early so I could park. Because you know, parking downtown is a is its own pain when it's uh you know uh 
when there's something going on, which is just a mark of a lively vibe city. That's all it is. You know, it's just it just says that the city is desirable. Everybody wants to be in the space. So that's I mean, that's cool. It's just a pain in the ass for 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 those of us who live here. And we're like, damn it, I want to go park. <laughs> so you know, it's one of those things. Uh, it's one of those things. So anyway, such is life. I'm not going to complain about parking. Although there's a lot of construction going on. So there's a lot of parking spaces that are taken up by, you know, these little red bags, which is a drag. <laughs> which is a real, real drag, you know. But, you know, what are you going to do? So I'm trying to think what I what I got a hint for and uh, what I'm what I'm interested in, you know. I don't do much cooking. I have food in the fridge that I need to cook. So maybe today will be the day that I do some damn cooking. You know, I've got eggs. I've got asparagus. I've got bacon. I got that stuff in there to cook. So, you know, maybe that's what I'll do today. I'll get to cooking something. See how that works. You know, and uh, uh I, I have to revisit my my quest for a new bra. I need a new bra. And you know, every time I, you know, ever since that time I had this whole conversation about a bra, a, a bra, uh, you know, it show up in my Facebook feed. So I've been finding some really interesting bras. I haven't pulled the trigger. I only pulled the trigger on one bra, but I'm gonna go back to this company and probably get another one because um, I need some new bras. And, you know, I'm going for comfort, I, but I need cute too, like, I don't want them to look like straight jackets. <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> I, you know, I like I like a little sex appeal with the bra. Do you know what I mean? Comfort and sex appeal. If somebody can make me a bra like that, you know, and I, I'm done with underwire stuff. You know, these old girls don't need underwire. Although I like the way they look with underwire, because underwire gives you, you know, we like it because it gives us some shape. But it's uncomfortable for long periods of time, you know? So I'm just thinking about that, you know? Uh, you know, I might make my way to the places where I buy bras, but I know my size. So, you know, it's just, uh, I could order stuff online too, if I see one I like. You know, I need one of these bras that capture the back fat. You know what I'm talking about? Like that back fat, I have back fat. Cause I'm fat, so I have back fat. So I like to catch catch some of that. And then some of the fat under the arms, like that, which just goes around to the back. <laughs> uh, listen, you get high level stuff on this show. <laughs> this is this is a high level conversation. Let me tell you something. So uh I I I I I I I tell you what I, I'm appreciating all the the rallies around ceasefire in uh in Gaza. Because I, I don't think you can get to any peace until you stop shooting at people. You know, you can't have you can't have conversations until you stop shooting at people. You know, and uh and uh and until until they stop shooting at people, until everybody stops shooting, you know. Uh I listen, 
I don't care what side you're on. Be on the side of humanity. That's it. I'm on the side of humanity. I don't, I don't want to see anybody die. I don't want to see any mother have any more tears about their loved ones. I just don't want to see it. And, and we are better. We are humans. We could do it. Will we do it? No. But we are human. So we have the ability. We have all the tools. I said this last week. We have all the tools to not be at war. Anywhere in the world. We have all the tools. But we choose not to use them. So. Anyway. That, that's that's my, my rant. That's my three second rant this morning. Uh, I'm staying, I'm staying, uh, I'm staying, uh, uh, connected to it, listening and watching, you know, I tell you what else is stupid. Damn Republicans with that whole, we can't get a speaker. <laughs> Wait, so the guy gets a speaker four don't vote for him and he runs again. And then it's 22 that doesn't vote for him. Like, Ain't you going in the wrong? Ain't that number going in the wrong direction? They don't want you. I don't think they know who they want. I don't. I don't get this. I don't know what strategy or playbook this is from for the Republicans. I do not know. Why didn't um get throw his hat in the ring? He's so busy trying to get people out. Why don't he come in? <laughs> He's a funny guy. These people would crack me all the way up with their foolishness. You know, nothing can happen until they get a speaker. You know, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go with Hakeem. Hakeem, I'll go with you, Hakeem. They can't get it together. Put Hakeem in there. We already know Hakeem is the best of the best and the brightest of the brightest. He is the best of the best and the brightest of the brightest. Why wouldn't you want Hakeem to be the speaker of the house? I don't. Why do you want the the, the lowest? stupidest person amongst you to be the speaker of the house is there some point you're trying to prove here i don't get it um somebody explain it to me i gotta call my republican friends and there's very few of them but i call them and ask, help me understand this paint me a picture because i don't i don't understand what's happening here why wouldn't you want the best of the best even even if they happen to be a democrat why wouldn't you want the best of the best to be the speaker of the house to do the people's business <laughs> oh god i'm so tired of these people it is sickening sickening i know the whole world's like them americans are crazy as hell <laughs> and, and they would be absolutely right they would be absolutely right you know i don't know and I hate the fact that they have they have they have pretty much taped Kamala Harris to a chair so she can't shine because they know black girl magic is a real thing. And if they can and if they can keep it in a the bottle, they will. Because she would be a much better president than Biden. But they they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna give her an inch because they hell bent on him being president again. Yeah, I said, and I'm a Democrat. So, but I, I also know that that campaign to paint her as, you know, not a, a viable choice uh, is just crap, you know. And I, I wish I wish she had some opportunity for pushback. And I, it's hard to be in that position, particularly when white men are in leadership, particularly white men who are uh, 
as ambitious as Biden. This is a dream come true. And, you know, his ego does not want him to be a one-hit wonder. He wants to be a two-term president because that's a legitimate, that that puts you into the halls of records, right? I mean, being president is is prestigious and all that kind of stuff. But to be it twice, that's, you know, that's really the 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 uh, the gold standard, except for Jimmy Carter is the better president of all these clowns, but what? <laughs> and he's st- and he's still he's still around and still like doing well and doing good for this country. So yeah. I'm not anti-Biden. That the, the, make no mistake. I'm not anti-Biden. What I'm saying is, I think pres- uh, Vice President Kamala Harris ought to have more. Uh, uh, she she needs to be on Front Street more. And they think that it's not her turn. Because I, I can hear I can hear the whispering, it's not her turn. I don't even know what that means. But to say that to a black woman is like, you know, who are you talking to? You know, who are you talking to? So I just I I, I and I know what they're doing. I know, I know, I know why they keep her, you know, on a short, you know, they you know, she she doesn't get enough press, you know, or the press that she gets. It's the stuff that's like, all right, whatever. You know, that kind of thing. So I just feel some kind of way. You know, I just feel some kind of way. (laughs) Because I really like her. I think she's hella talented. Uh, But I think think the media has bought the, you know, the media, today's media is so easily led by things and fed so much. You know, and they if there's no, I just feel like there's no no bravery and courage in media right now. There's no bravery and courage in media. You know, everybody just wants to be in the pack. No one wants to go outside of the pack. You know, so like this whole, you know, like this whole bombing of the hospital in Gaza, and they're so quick to attribute it to whomever they attributed it to. And then have to pull up when they get some uh, competing information, some information that's contrary to what they put. You know what I mean? Like it takes courage, I think, and bravery to sort of say, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the first to try to respond to this. I'm gonna wait and see what shakes out of this." I wish media would do a better job. So, so I say all that to say that if one media outlet shushes her, they all shush her because they think they're all getting some 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 inside intel when they're just being played. <laughs> and the media is so easily played, you know, at the at the level, at the at the world level, you know. Um it just and 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 so many of these editors and, and folks who run media outlets, they're so out of touch themselves. But they don't even know what's going on in the streets and in places, you know. That's just how I feel, you know. I, I could be wrong. I'm not. A, I'm not averse to being wrong, but I just feel like there's no courage and no bravery in media, you know. Except at the local level. The local level, you know, like the New Haven Independent, um, they just get in there and they get in there. 
and they and they're not trying to make friends. It's like I'm gonna get in there and see what I see, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna report on what I see and what what we know. Okay, you know, I don't know if the New York Times has got that kind of courage. You know, I don't think the Washington Post has that kind of courage. The LA Times, I don't think they have that kind of courage. You know, I think for them it's just like let's just get the news out as best we can under any cir all the circumstances and let's not rock the boat. We're not going to break any stories. We're not going to, we're not going to dig a little deeper. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to roll like TMZ. <laughs> he said the Tims, Harry said the Tims are racist against Kamala. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, Harry. <laughs> They might they might be sexist, but I don't I wouldn't put racist. I'd put sexist. They might be sexist. <laughs> oh, oh my God. So, you know, I just I just it's just weird. Just weird. It's just a time. So I so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think there was a time when these when these big outfits would be courageous and brave. I don't I think that time is gone. I think it's going to take little upstarts that, that break the real news, uh, you know, and uh, uh, I know she called him racist in the debates because he was racist. You know, here's the thing about, <laughs> you know, I get it. You, 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 she, and he respected her for, for calling him out and, and, you know, he didn't, he wasn't mad. He was like, all right, somebody that called me that to my face. Okay. I don't know anybody, I don't know any white people who are not racist. I know there's some white folks who think they're not racist, you know, but everybody's got some kind of, some kind of ish to them, uh, particularly white people, you know, everybody's got some, got some racism in them. You, how can you not? You live in this country, it's inherent. It's built into, into the fabric of things. You know, you know how I know it's built into the fabric thing of things? Because when people fix their mouths to sort of say, I don't want those people to have X or Y. <laughs> Damn white people. <laughs> Damn white people. Remember we used to do that? Damn white people. <laughs> oh my Lord. So yeah, damn white people. All right, I can say that about everybody. So I'm trying to debate if I want to go see the uh, the latest Martin Scorsese movie. I'm trying to decide if I want to I want to go and see it. It's three hours long, which is fine. I mean, people were whining about a three hour film. Are the same people that sit and sit for hours and hours and hours and, and binge watch a Netflix miniseries. Like, get out of here. <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a tough story. Uh, and 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 I wonder I wonder if they'll start banning it because you know this is critical race theory at its best. <laughs> this is this is American history. The way that these people, uh, the way that these people killed those indigenous peoples, uh, uh, ought to be known. The way that white folks went in and killed these people and took this land and oil and all that stuff. Uh, ought to be known. No. Uh, 
So uh, anyway, I, I I see this little piece that on TMZ that uh, I guess uh, Dave Chappelle was in Boston and people walked out because of a comment he made on Israel. <laughs> Come on, Jewish people, you got to have tougher skin. <laughs> you go to a comedy show with this guy and you get offended. You had no business going there to begin with. Do you know who Dave Chappelle is? <laughs> you stupid. You're the stupid one for going and think he wasn't going to talk about the Israeli-Palestine conflict. <laughs> and you get mad and you walk out. I, I, I don't, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> he is a comedian. When you are a comedian, the whole world is 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 on a platter. You know, there's no. And listen, there are some comedians I don't like not one bit. You know, and I don't go to their shows. There are some comedians that I like that probably cross the line. But I don't. I don't think you cannot cross the line in comedy. It's, it takes a lot of courage and bravery to tell jokes that hit you in the face. So either you didn't find it funny and you found it offensive. But what was it that was offensive? That's what I want to know. Like, what did he say that made you so mad that you would walk out? Now I know what would make me mad and make me walk out of something. I'll tell you right now. But what what makes you mad and would make you walk out of a theater? You know, because clearly, you know, hearing people call somebody bitches and hoes and all that kind of stuff does is not enough to make people walk out of movies and, and uh, comedy shows. You know, seeing women get raped, stabbed, hung, snatched, all this other kind of stuff doesn't make people mad enough to get the hell up and walk out of movies and all this other kind of stuff. Seeing children, you know, uh, seeing stories about children being harmed is not enough. So what what is it? I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I think if you go to a Dave Chappelle comedy show, you got to be braced for any kind of offense. <laughs> I, I people don't notice about me, but I don't like comedians. <laughs> and then he gets their money back. Yeah, you're not gonna get your money back because you're in the theater. So I I don't listen. <laughs> If you did not, you see how he feels about all kinds of things. If none of it is to your liking, he's an equal opportunity comedian. You're not off limits, no matter what you think. <laughs> you go and buy a ticket and sit your ass at a comedy show and you hear something you don't like, you're not going to give you your money back. You don't bought the ticket, take the ride. So yeah, be uncomfortable. Yes, Ife, he announces it at the beginning of his show. This going to hurt. <laughs> Buckle up. Leave now. There's the door. Because once we lock the doors, baby, it's on. So, you know, people can walk out all they want. Yeah, but you, but you ain't walking out to go protest nowhere. You know, see, that's the level of privilege that people have that just gets on my nerves. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm offended now. But was you on the front lines yesterday? Where are you? You know, shut up then. Then don't don't go to these things and then and then expect you want to laugh, but you want to laugh the way you want to laugh. And there are some things that are off limits. Listen, I'm a black woman in America. 
You know how much mess we had and we endure and put up with on a daily basis. You know, on a daily basis. <laughs> white white women want to touch my hair at every turn, and I'd be like, if you don't, I'm gonna start slapping them, and then. And then, and then we're gonna have to sort out when the assault happened. Well, the assault happened when she put her hands on my, on my head, and I defended myself because she is not my lover. I did not invite her touch. So I'm trying to understand how can she, how does she think just by virtue of her being who she is that she can put her hands on me? I don't care if she like. Well, I meant it this way. Don't put your damn hands on me. And you know what else I don't like? People putting their hands on my damn clothes. Somebody touched me the other day because I had on this floral jacket, which is I, which is a favorite thing of mine. And people just touch it. They don't ask. They're just like, oh, this is nice. Now, if I would have punched her in the head, I would have been wrong, 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 right? <laughs> Stop touching people, white people. White people are good for that. Black people don't play that mess. We do not play it. <laughs> We don't do it. You never see black people running up on white people, putting their hands through their hair. Show me where you've seen that. <laughs> we don't do it. We don't touch them. We don't do any of that. But they feel compelled to do it to us all the time. I have to tell people, don't stop touching me. I'm not a damn pet. And they think because I'm friendly, like I'm a basset hound or something. A great day. Stop putting your hand, you know, and I have to like, I have to like lean back a little bit. Like, stop touching me. I hate that mess. Oh my God, I cannot stand it. You know. <laughs> okay, Ife. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what Ife said, but I could I agree. <laughs> just know that I agree. I agree. I agree. So yeah. So, so yeah. So it's one of those kinds of things, you know, stop touching us. Stop it. I'm tired of it. Here comes Harry. Harry, you coming in? Okay. I know you get it with your granddaughters. I know you must. Oh yeah. Bella gets it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand it either because I don't run my hands through anybody's oh. hair unless I'm attracted oh. to them. And, and there's only one person you've tried it to. So, yeah. So it's like, I don't get it. Makes no sense. Don't, don't touch my... I don't know what Ife said. But don't touch my she. <laughs> I never had this problem with Puerto Ricans, Latinos. I well, never had this problem with anybody but white people. Well, that's because... <laughs> We have, I, I guess, well, we have all types of hair in our community, right? So we have, like, Bella's hair would be considered pelo grifo, right? Which is, in English, it sounds a lot worse because it's, it's kinky hair. Okay. Right? Um. So, I mean, we go, we have the spectrum. I mean, it's why... <laughs> It's why the the Hispanic people are re the true melting pots. They don't know it. A lot of them don't know it. <laughs> a lot of them are stupid. And, and are I, you use the word stupid? 
<laughs> yes, because because you have to use stupid when it comes to like racism and and prejudices and stupid stuff like that. Um, that is plain stupid. So there you go. I, I don't usually use it, but no, you don't. That's stupid. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, you know, don't touch any of my granddaughters. Back the hell up. But you know, it's 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 just something that, and also I don't I don't like I said I don't like it. people say look nasty to me, so <laughs> I ain't touching your hair. So that's yeah. why. You went, so you going yeah. down the road where Ife was going? <laughs> yeah, I ain't touching your hair. It's all like unwashed and unkept, and yeah. So I, I didn't say all that. I just said I all I said was that. I don't want people touching my hair. <laughs> and I don't know what they what they're thinking when they reach out and touch. It's it's annoying to me. People's hair. It's weird. It's uh it's annoying to me. It really is annoying to me. Uh you know, I mean, I guess it's you have to see it as a compliment, right? Because you still don't touch, but I, I don't like it because people touch their dogs. They, and people run up and touch dogs and all this other kind yeah, of but, stuff. But the thing is, is that they, they're looking at something. And if you touch something, it's not because you think it's nasty. But you're just, you're like, wow. Especially some people, they're like, oh, I wish I had that. Because it's, it's always. Yeah, they're curious. It's curious. And it's, it's always wanting something of a different culture, right? So, so it's like, oh, how do I do that? You know, when it's natural, it's if you don't got it, you just don't got it. You could go burn your hair all you want if you try. Well, you could try to get it. I've seen a lot of people try to get it. It looks fake. Well, I tell you, we was one time we were at the symphony, and this this white man and his wife was sitting behind us, and he asked he asked to touch Efe's hair, and she said no. And do you know he was like, why? <laughs> why can't I touch your hair? I just want to touch it. And she was like, no. Now, Ife, she, she, I, I was more mad because I was like, she said no. She does not owe you the right to, I don't I give know. a damn if you do ask. You know, the answer it, is no. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like everybody's fast, everybody at Karen's job and stuff are fascinated with her hair. It's like, it's puffy, it's... <laughs> It's just naturally wild and stuff. And they're always like, ooh, and everything. And it's like, it, if, if somebody would tell, especially if somebody's next to me and they tell me, they ask my wife, oh, can I touch your hair? You know, I would be, especially if it's a couple, I'm going to say, oh, well, can I touch your wife's breast? Well, same thing. Same Mind thing. Business, same thing. And, and, and no means no. <laughs> And then he tells Ife, I have a friend in college who let me touch his hair or her hair, whatever it was. What? So that's a fetish for, for this creep. Oh, I'm about to slap the crap out you, bro. <laughs> you, better, you better take your old ass up out of here before you get uh, jacked. That, that, that's a fetish that needs to be checked on by his wife. You know, It's so funny. annoying, Harry. And it's still happening. You know, well, I can't stand it. I cannot. 
I literally cannot stand having people get up on me. And, and you know, now it's, it's, you know, my hair is purple. So they just feel like they want to touch the purple hair. Like somehow or other, the purple's going to feel some kind of way. Well, you know, some, like I used to get, but I, I used to assume it was woman coming on to me when they used to say, who can I rub your head? And I used to always say, no, I, you know, <laughs> my wife would kill me and you. <laughs> No. You can't touch my head. That's like you know my no. wife is Puerto Rican. <laughs> that means she'll pull a knife on you at any minute. <laughs> That's right. That stereotype is real. <laughs> I don't know no Puerto Rican woman who got some kind of knife. You leave you leave with three holes in your ribs and you don't even know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you know, so it's like, it's just weird. It's, it's personal stuff. Um, It's personal stuff. I, I just don't get it. But, you know, Babs, it's, it, it is a reality that a lot of these people, and I say these people, I shouldn't do that, but a lot of people of different cultures never, they, not until they're adults, do they actually have to mingle with people who are different from them. Yeah. There's that part. So it's like their whole, you know, existence up until their adults, they've only dealt with white people, with people just like them. So until they go into the workplace or they start mingling in party, they, they're like, oh, wow, these people are different. Oh, can I reach out and touch? No. No. Don't put your hands on me. So it, it's just it's just a fact of life, right? Because let's face it, it's not like I mean, they're whites are sixty four percent of the population, right? Blacks are somewhere around thirteen, Hispanics are around nineteen and growing. So, in a lot of their communities, they never get to see that thirteen or nineteen percent. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere. 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 <laughs> so it's like, wow, oh wow, you're different. Oh. <laughs> How does that hair feel? <laughs> you know, for us, like I, you know, I've I've had I used to take care of Bella, so I used to comb her hair every day and stuff like that. So we're not curious because it's it's part of life, right? You know, so it's just different for people. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm. I'm thinking it has to be because if not, you're just weird. And I just for me, it's a little different. I I always think that 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 they don't see us as human. Now I don't think they, it's that. No, I do. I think they see us like they see pets. I think they see us the same way that you see dogs when people are walking their dogs and people go up and touch people's dogs. Oh, look at this nice dog! And they <laughs> just put their hands and hug up on people's dog. And I think that transfers over to people that they don't see us as living, breathing people with feelings and thoughts that they just somehow or other just believe that we'll just go along with and be okay with them touching us now, without I consent. I don't feel as that. I don't. I try not to assign hate and stuff like that. Out the bat, you have to show me who you are. I'll judge you by your character. But um, but but I do think it's just it's plain ignorance because of not experiencing anything else. I don't. I think I think that's part of it. That's not the whole part of it. I think the bigger part for me is that um, the bigger part for me is that 
that people just forget that we're people and they don't think of us as people. I always forget to move us on the screen and it looks like you're giving me your back when you're talking to me. Oh, you really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Babs doesn't like looking at me when she's talking to me, you know. <laughs> she liked that. That's why I hardly even come on. She, the way she treats me, get out of oh, here. Oh, Lord. You you know what? <laughs> You want some? You want some old mess? You are funny. Yeah, uh, you know. Oh, is there something Thursday? You you're going to you're going to something Thursday? A black and Hispanic caucus thing? No. No. There's some dinner that La Voz is getting honored at. Really, I don't know anything about it. That I'm actually going to that. What, what really? is the Thursday thing? That, um, Norma, what's the what's it it's called? The black and Hispanic um the Board of Aldred Black and Hispanic oh. Caucus. Oh, I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't. I'm not on the list anymore. Event called? Um, recognition. Um, fall gala. The fall gala or something. Oh, I, where is it? Where are they hosting it at? Anthony's, perhaps. I'm um, Norma. Yeah, Anthony's Ocean. Oh, Anthony, nice. Anthony's Ocean View. I'm actually going out. Okay. You going, Henry? I'm going. How they handle? How they make? How they get that happen? Wait, who asked you? Norma asked you. Norma. <laughs> Well, at the reporters' um, staff thing that they do here, I sat in and Norma said, hey, we're being honored. You know, I really would like, she was telling Paul, I really would like for you guys to cover it and everything. And Paul said, oh, we'll send people. And I was like, wait a minute. You guys know that I'm like the token Hispanic guy in New Haven Independent, right? Token. <laughs> There ain't nothing token about you. I don't know what you're talking Anyway, so, you know, I kind of shamed Paul into buying tickets for me and Karen, too. So if he's sending other people, why not send the Hispanic guy? Right? That's too funny. That is too funny. Now Paul's gonna send me a text. I did not feel that way. <laughs> no, I'm not on those lists anymore. So, so I wouldn't be at the uh, the uh, caucus gala, fall caucus, Black and Hispanic caucus gala. Yes, I, I've gone to them in the past. You know, back early, long time ago, but not lately. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna. Be out and about this. That's be fun. Make sure you take your prick pictures. Um, so I want to see you dressed up. I, I come. To... I just sneak in just to see you dressed up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go into a, a go in a tracksuit. Um, I don't know. You got nice clothes. <laughs> anyway, so okay, we we've taken up this hour. <clears throat> All right, we gotta go. We got to go. Babs always drags me in late. <laughs> you know the lies Harry tell. Oh, you know I'm not here tomorrow, Harry. Yeah, you're not here tomorrow. I'll, I'll be the family love guys love conspiracy. You never know what's going to happen. Listen, listen to love guys love talk. I'm the man of the whole community.
your night Step in our bed 